is Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny on the Revelations Radio Network. Podcasting to you from the foggy forest of Meadowdale, Washington, where I have not thought of a one-line opener. I am your host and one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Gilkenny. And from Cascade Locks, Oregon, uh, where I have thought of a closer, but not an opener, I'm Andrew Hoffman. Oh, well, there we go. Skip right to the close. Let's call it a day. Let's wrap it up. Let's get out of here. <laughs> I feel like we've, we've, well, we've, this, uh, was, this was the... The first candidate, you know, let's let's start it off with a bang here. So okay. there's a, um, a a short-lived. I'm sure this will be gone by next week. But someone started a uh, Twitter page that is Alex Jones W's. You know, kind of a spinoff of the uh, journalists posting their L's or men posting their W's page pages you know got it got it got it so alex jones wins so if you click on that uh there's it's not the epic rant by alex jones about bill gates that i've been searching for for years it's a much newer one but uh go ahead and play that sure i wanted to i will play it but i also wanted to point out to you i saw a meme recently and it was uh it was just a jar full of money with dollar bills and quarters and, and you know, and it said the, uh, the Alex Jones was right jar. <laughs> oh yeah. I saw that too. It's yeah. which, I mean, he's never, we've struggled with, I've struggled with him on this show. I think you've always been a little more friendly to the, to the Alex Jones, but, um, he's well, never I, been, he's, he's never been more accurate than this last year. This last year, I think really, really, well, uh, it's the, not so much that he's more accurate this last year. It's like the stuff that he was acting with that was coming really soon that, uh, you know, all of us were thinking either that's not happening or not happening for a long time. It's just kind of all happening at once. So that's kind of, yeah, it's a, uh, unfortunately the craziness of the world is catching up with the crazy of Alex Jones. So Agreed. And they're going to kill you and your family. They're going to kill you, and they're going to love it, and they're going to enjoy it. And you're going to enjoy it. So let me tell you again, get your kids all the shots. Hell, I won't say it because everybody gets mad, but there's two people in this building whose kids died from vaccines, and they admitted it to them. But that's no big deal, ladies and gentlemen. Again, Satan wants you to die, and it's liberal. So die. But first, do it excruciatingly painfully. (laughs) So these big corporations can suck every damn dime of money out of you. Okay? Bill Gates is better than you. He rules you. Die! He walks into those facilities with the kids with the shaved heads all dying. He just feels good. The power he's got is devastating kill. Devastating kill. Murder. Death. Slaughter. He's knocking them down. He gets up on TED TV and says, we're going to reduce the human population to zero. And the left goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because their God is taking them over. They're just going to kill everybody. 
So drink your fluoride, drink your glyphosate, take your shots, eat your GMO, and just do what you're told. And take your children and have them sterilized. It's liberal. Chop their balls off. It's liberal. Stop mutilation. <laughs> And believe it or not, that's, you know, like, not quite the epic level that of the one that I can never, that was erased from the internet. But, uh, yeah, that was, I thought, uh, unfortunately, um, should probably start paying attention to that now, if, if you haven't already. So, yeah. yeah. For, and it, for the people who do get, um, it, I think I'm a, like a pretty laid back calm person generally. So Alex Jones doesn't really get me worked up, but he gets me worked up enough where it's like useful, you know, like, okay, I need to, I need to do something. Um, <laughs> if, if you're the, if you're the type of person that's already like anxious and, and freaking out about stuff, you should not listen to Alex Jones. There's a much better sources for you. I uh, if you if you like calm, normally our show, except maybe last week, um, and uh, James Corbett, although he's been a little fiery lately, you yeah. know. Well, I mean, it's just it's what the world, you know, the world's on fire. So you got to be calm. You know, it's hard to be calm. Yeah, you can't just can't just keep having the band play on. So I'm not either of those. I'm not a super anxious person that's already worried about stuff. Or a super calm person who's who's hard to excite. I am just incredibly high strong, and it, AJ can be a little bit too much for me. I I go through spats of I'll download it. I'll be like, all right, I'm in, I'm in. All right, when I'm not, when the other podcasts aren't uploaded, I'll check in with Alex Jones, and then you know I'm cool and everything's cool, and it's like then it's like a certain you know surface or not surface like below the surface level tension that just builds. So I, I I can't take I can't take too much. Uh, I prefer the the James Corbett's of the world, the no agendas, the the mo facts, the yeah. uh, the, yeah. the the podcast that we've been talking about. Now, did, how, did you see Children of Men? I don't know how well this is going to work in audio version, but I was just talking about this with a guy at my work today who came up to me and he's like, "Have you heard about the uh, people?" women near people who are being vaccinated having issues with their period. Yeah. It's, it's like, getting out there because yeah. it's happening to a lot of people. Yeah. And so I thought, I, I still don't know if this is even true. I have no, I have no proof one way or the other, but there are people who are saying that if they're, uh, if they've been in close contact with someone who's been vaccinated, quote unquote vaccinated with this, experimental gene oh, therapy it's, it's true i mean unless you're gonna hypothesize mass um psychosis you know okay. it's it's definitively true they're not even claiming that it's not true they're just saying don't worry about it probably right. nothing to worry about did you see the movie children of men yes a long time ago but we we referenced it at the end Last week, I don't know if we were still recording or not. but Yeah, I don't, I don't know either, but we're going to play the first two minutes of the show. I don't know um, how well it's going to translate to just audio, but I can, I, can, I can say this. It starts off a normal busy street scene. Clive Owen walks into what appears to be uh, some sort of a coffee shop. 
everyone's gathered around listening to the television, and the television is the audio. The Homeland Security Bill is ratified. After eight years, British borders will remain closed. The deportation of illegal immigrants will continue. Good morning. Our lead story. The world was stunned today by the death of Diego Ricardo, the youngest person on the planet. Baby Diego was stabbed outside a bar in Buenos Aires after refusing to sign an autograph. Witnesses at the scene say that Diego spat in the face of a fan who asked for an autograph. He was killed in the ensuing brawl. The fan was later beaten to death by the angry crowd. Born in 2009, the son of Marcelo and Silvio Ricardo, a working-class couple from Mendoza, he struggled all his life with the celebrity status thrust upon him as the world's youngest person. Diego Ricardo, the youngest person on the planet, was 18 years, 4 months, 20 days, 16 hours, and 8 minutes old. Walks outside. Kind of a dystopian city street. And the uh, coffee shop that he was just in exploded. So uh, your thoughts on uh, seeing that, hearing that, Andrew, after not seeing it or hearing it for a long time? Yeah, I might have to watch that movie again. I, I can't remember the last movie that I watched. But, um, well, I actually I can. Lord of the Rings. But, um, I mean, I've yeah, watched, I, 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 I remember... I Ice Age, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and I remember when I originally watched it, I thought how strange it was that uh, they were deporting people and it was like closed borders and stuff. Yes, the immigration scenes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And... Um, you know, when everything seems to be going in the exact opposite direction. But I kind of came around on that a little bit. Like, you know, I think the filmmakers are anticipating an eventual backlash to the current direction. Okay. Like that eventually people are going to realize that they're turning everything into into the third world by, uh, you know, using immigrants as weapons to destroy societies as much as possible but yeah the the main part of the movie um and i don't remember what what did they say that was the the cause of the infertility i don't i don't remember i don't <laughs> was uh, it a vaccine that went bad i feel like it might have been a, a vaccine that went bad but uh, maybe not maybe of men let's see let me hit the let me hit up the wiki 
But in, yeah, so in case anybody doesn't know or has never seen this movie or heard of this movie, the subtext of the clip you just heard is, of course, the youngest child alive was 18 that just died. So there are no more children. Uh, people can't have children anymore. So plot. Make, da, 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 she reveals she's pregnant, making her the only pregnant woman on Earth. Oh, okay. A secretive uh, group dedicated to curing humanity's infertility. So the the source cause of the infertility is never explained in the movie and very likely unknown. Um, while the women are the ones said to be infertile in the film, it's the men who are infertile, zero sperm count, in the original novel. Which now I want to now I want to read the novel. I didn't know there was a novel. <laughs> uh, P. D. James novel. So, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's really interesting. If we had a uh, film literature in the new world order, like a best books or movies of our podcast, we could throw that book in there. It's a good thing, um, you know, that in real life, uh, sperm counts aren't dropping off a cliff, and they're actually thinking that uh, we might be infertile by twenty. 50 you know it's a good thing that's not actually happening oh wait they are saying that yeah Yeah. just just kind of ignoring you know we got bigger issues like global warming um so i've got that's what it that's what it was and then so for my film buffs out there that's that's what made this movie good um just for like the super movie nerds there's a ton of single shot sequences. And I just realized the two minutes we just watched were a mm-hmm. single shot. Yeah. So That's... this, yeah, the longest of these are shot in key gives birth an ambush on a country road, which is four minutes and seven seconds in a scene in which Theo is captured by the fishes and escapes six minutes and 18 seconds. So there's some real marathon single shots, which is pretty cool. I mean, it took 14 days to prepare some of these single shots as characters were, of buildings are under attack, so it looks like it's actually a, a decent, a decent, uh, decent movie as well. So, yeah, they. It's not. When did it come out? Oh six. Oh six. Okay. Because it's you know fairly near future. Um, yeah, it's, it's not. Yeah, I mean that's twenty twenty seven is when Alfonso Coron Coron. Okay. okay. That's yeah. the co-written and directed. Well, yeah. Alex Jones used to reference that guy, like acting like, you know, like he t- had talked to him or knew the real story behind the movie. And interesting, yeah. So, well, um, yeah, that's something something to definitely keep an eye on. Um, well, and. Um, you know, while you while we're on that topic, um, this is we got to stop saying um. Sorry. So me, too, I just you, did it too. I'm like um. <laughs> did you know that the title of the book is an allegory derived from the passage of scripture in the Bible, Psalm 90 of the King James Version? Thou turns turnest man to destruction and sayest, "Return ye, children of men." 
James refers to her story as a Christian fable, while Corian describes it as almost like a look at Christianity. I didn't want to shy away from spiritual archetypes. Yeah, this is uh, if we ever if we ever actually did a film literature, maybe we'll do maybe we'll just do a full we'll do a full podcast like a de- deconstruction of this movie. But did, uh, uh, I wonder? I don't think James did one on Children of Men, but I could be wrong. No, maybe he did. Absolutely no. Nope. I have a pretty. We would good remember these, it. Right? I have okay. a pretty good memory for these sort of things, and it, I don't, I'm not remembering it. Okay. And. Absolutely, we should not say um, but I will say if you think it's easy to talk on a podcast and not say um, you should try it and then listen to yourself. <laughs> I, the The solution that I've found is not to stop saying annoying things like um, it's just to never ever listen to myself talk on any recording whatsoever. So only you have to suffer, I don't have to suffer through it. When you say only you, do you mean the listener or me? You, uh, anyone who is listening to it, like you, Tim, or you, listener, both of you. I ended up in such a weird place because everybody goes through that, right? You go through that. I don't like my, and then you, you, then you edit podcasts and it's just over. I mean, I've been editing podcasts with myself and it since what, 2010, 2009. Yeah. So it's it's long gone. Even for work, I'll like make nowadays. Nobody wants to come in and see things. You got to send them stuff. So send them a video. That's me talking. So you know, I know what I sound like. No big deal. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> we were referencing, of course, a review. Somebody said, uh, "I listened to this thing on two times speed because of the constant ums." <laughs> yeah, uh, whatever you got to do. Thank you for listening. I, yes, thank you for listening, and I never claim to not be kind of retarded. So, anyway. Um. <laughs> I just blame the Lyme disease. So, Oh, you got go. Lyme disease over there? Is that what you got? So, yeah. So. I have some sort of a mental disability. I, I believe I said um, before, before Lyme disease, but anyway. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I, I, I definitely, uh, I got, I got a lot of stuff I can claim. I can claim uh, head injury, alcohol, former alcoholism, uh, you know, so, some, some form of autism or on the spectrum, uh, extreme ADD. There's, I got a lot of reasons. So if you don't love it, you can just not listen to the podcast or put it on two times speed. And I, yeah. I bet I sound insane. Go. So anyway, so, so th- this is a very long video, which we obviously won't watch all of, but I've got some some time codes. Um, okay. So five doctors agree that COVID-19 injections are bioweapons and discuss what to do about it. And people are probably familiar with most, if not all, the doctors talking. Sherry Tenpenny. Northrup and Tenpenny, but I don't know the rest. So... Um, well, we've got a clip actually from two of the other ones. So okay. if you want to go to um, 31 minutes and 30 seconds in, uh, we've got a clip from Dr. Larry Polevsky. Participation. Um, I, w- I want to start with some pretty bold statements. Uh, that's very unlike me, right? That's a T. Um, anyway. First of all, this is not a vaccine. This is not a vaccine. This is not a vaccine. 
A vaccine thank is supposed saying that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. Yeah. This is not a vaccine. A vaccine is supposed to protect us against a bacterial or viral infection. There is nothing in any of these shots that is designed to protect us against a, a virus infection. The authorities say it, the patents describe it. Everyone who is involved in the making of these injections with their intention, it was never ever made to protect us against a viral infection. As soon as we start to realize that that is not what this is, we realize that everything after that is a complete and utter lie. Yeah. And so this is not a vaccine. It is not designed to protect us against a SARS-CoV-2 viral infection. Therefore, it cannot stop the transmission of a SARS-CoV-2 virus because what's in the shot is not meant to protect us against a SARS-CoV-2 viral infection. Now, when we look at the literature from 2020 and we see that people were getting illnesses of blood disorders, lack of oxygen, hypoxia, lung disease, um, clotting disease, strokes, hypertension, hypotension, loss of taste, loss of smell, neurological issues, COVID toes. This was not a viral illness. This was the clinical presentation of a poisoning of the blood. And all of the literature shows that the spike protein of this so-called virus was responsible for causing all of these symptoms, the brain problems, the neurological problems, heart disease, clotting factors, um, uh, loss of oxygen, in, um, loss of taste, loss of smell, hypertension, hypotension. This spike protein was responsible for causing the disease that we saw. Ladies and gentlemen, this spike protein is not a naturally occurring thing. It is a man-made weapon. It is not a virus. This is part of maybe attached to a virus and attached to who knows what else that started the ball rolling with people getting sick. This was never a, an influenza-like disease. It was never a flu-like illness. It was straight up a poisoning of the blood. This spike protein could attach to receptors all over the body, the brain, the heart, the lungs, the kidneys, the intestines, the sperm, and the female reproductive system. So the, they found in the naturally occurring COVID set of symptoms, this spike protein was responsible for what made people sick. So why in God's name are we okay with injecting something into the body that's gonna cause all of us to make spike protein? The very part of the so-called weapon that was creating the illness and the group of symptoms in the first place. This is not a vaccine. Now, if your body is being given the genetic material to make a synthetic spike protein, we have absolutely no idea what the body does when the genetic instructions get into the cells and start making spike protein. In fact, in our critically thinking with Dr. T and Dr. P, Dr. Tenpenny has specifically found the possibility that there are other pieces of mRNA 
that may be in some of these shots. So when people say, is something shedding? We really don't have any idea what's in this thing or these things. We think, we think, we think it's spike protein, but we generally have no idea. But if we go on the fact that spike protein is being manufactured in the factory by the cells of the human body, and that we know that maybe if our own messenger RNA was in our cells, we would turn it off ourselves. But we have no experience using an injected synthetic messenger RNA genetic instructions as to whether or not our bodies are going to turn that on or turn it off as we start the factory of making the spike protein. And so there is no evidence, zero evidence, no scientific studies as to whether or not that spike protein turns on and stays on or ever turns off. And we have no evidence if that body who's getting injected is making the spike protein, is exhaling it in particles through the lungs, spitting it out through saliva, urinating it out through urine, sweating it out through skin, or uh, putting it out through gas or stool. We have no idea. But what we have is a massive, brilliant propaganda of genocide because they don't have to inject everyone to get the results that they're looking for. Because now we see that those people who are getting injected are actually the lepers, are actually the pariahs, and are actually making healthy people who have never been injected get COVID symptoms, bleeding, which was part of the COVID illness itself, miscarriages, and death. This is not a vaccine. Please stop calling it a vaccine. As Dr. Made said, the lipid nanoparticles have never been used in injections before. They are capable of passing any material that it's attached to into the brain, the heart, the lungs, the kidneys, the liver, the sperm, and the female reproductive systems. We are, we are in a crapshoot. This is Russian roulette. We have no answers about what is being transmitted, how it's being transmitted, and we should be up in arms. That's why I said the genie is out of the bottle. Women, as the only guy on this panel, and working with mothers most of my life, women are more in touch with what's going on with their bodies than anybody else. Sorry, guys. They are. And this is, this, is, this is genocide. This is a weapon of mass destruction. And it is requiring us to, to uh, speak up. There is a prominent pediatrician in this country who has called me out and actually denied that there is any shedding in this injection. Ladies and gentlemen, that is conjecture only. There is something being passed from people who are shot up with this poison to others who have not gotten the shot. We should be quarantining those people who are injected with this poison. And the children who were not part of the initial round 
of spike protein poisoning, probably because, and I don't know this for sure, their ACE2 receptors were probably not as prominent and not as ubiquitous to have been attaching to this spike protein. So their, their, their sense of, of, of illness was actually minor, all for a condition of weaponization that had greater than a 99.7% recovery rate in the yeah. majority of the public and in a condition where we had drugs, nutritional interventions, mm -hmm. medical interventions, ozone, hyperbarics, iodine, hydrogen peroxide, Chinese medicine, homeopathy, inhaled steroids, and other interventions that not only prevented this illness from happening, but treated people who were sick and actually prevented death in large populations where doctors were able to get to their patients and treat them and prevent them mm. in time. So I, I thought that was a eye-opening and pretty epic rant there. So. Eye-opening and extremely dark. I love it. You're always bringing yeah. the positive to the show. Yeah, well, I think, you know, at this point, uh, we don't know if this is going to kill a few thousand people. Uh, we don't know if this is going to kill eventually a million people, a hundred million people. Mm -hmm. It's all it's all up in the air, and and yet it just oh you know, get your shots. Did you hear about the the couple that got vaccinated, take their kid to Hawaii, and then their their kid dies of COVID? Yeah, I saw this. So they. The vaccine is more dangerous than the disease, or I tend to agree with what Dr. Larry is saying there. It's not so much, it's bioweapon one and bioweapon two. They had one that was attached to a virus, and then this one they're just injecting right into people. And hmm. this, you know, it, <laughs> it's, uh, when you... In the rest of the video, which I do recommend, you know, I think it's oh, hour 40 minutes or so. Um, Northrop, um, who's probably the most well-known of any of them, and she goes through her, her bio and um, anyway, kind of a uh, new ager, I guess. She used to be on okay. Oprah a lot. Okay. Uh, but obviously... You know, she's also a legit doctor and and is not not in it for the calling the herd. So, you know, I guess uh, a, a non genocidal new ager, which uh, that's a whole whole other topic we could talk about. But um, anyway, what any other comments on, on that segment? I, I can just lead right into my next story. This is comes from uh, your favorite news source, Yahoo News. Uh, <laughs> Miami private school Sentner Academy won't employ vaccinated teachers. Yeah, and that's another way. I, I was kind of hoping it was a Christian school, but definitely not. Yeah, private school with two campuses in Miami, in Miami has warned its staff against taking the vaccine that prevent COVID-19, saying it will employ anyone 
will not employ anyone that has been inoculating and is spreading disinformation about the potential risks <laughs> of the vaccination. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, which, Yahoo which goes, they're saying this, they're saying it's screwing up the people around people who've had this vaccine. Yeah. Which and is what it, the, the, the school is saying, but it's not what Yahoo News is saying. They said, oh, that yeah. No, of it, course. They're just Yahoo crazy News insane. Goes on, goes on to say that they keep spreading COVID misinformation. Yeah. Right, because um, anything except, uh, oh, the vaccines work, they are safe and effective, is is just by definition misinformation. I, I had something interesting happen to me. Um, it's it's not that interesting. It's a, it's actually extremely mundane, but it, it actually might help the show in in a, in a way. So my usual source of reading the news is the. Instapaper app that you and I share uh, on my iPad. Uh, for some reason or another, it was not downloading. And uh, I realized that I was subscribed to Apple News, even though I hate this product. I never use this product. So I took a few minutes to peruse Apple News. And on there, I found a couple of... Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, right? Uh, but on there, I did find, find a couple of very interesting things. And one of them was the Washington Post article. Um, that you just mentioned, a uh, vaccinated couple flew their family to Hawaii. Their young son died of COVID-19 on the trip. Um, yeah. The department did not provide the boy's age, but he was younger than 11. Possible sources of exposure are still under investigations. Symptoms developed within hours after arrival to Hawaii, so it's unlikely the child was exposed there. It was the state's first pediatric COVID-19 death. The health department said late on Tuesday, the state has reported 479 deaths. Uh, the death of the child was not available, but Breyer said it was recent. His home state was not released, nor any information about the. Tr- wow. <laughs> so the first, so the whole year of the actual, you know, virus pandemic killed zero kids. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, and this kid, I'm, this kid I'm dies that. after coming down sick. And both his parents vaccinated. I, you know, it's a uh, Chris White on his uh, new news podcast was talking about how he thinks they won't be able to cover this up for very long, right? All the hard issues, all the you know, just crazy stuff that's happening. It's happened. I mean, if you know ten people that got the vaccine you probably know a couple of them that had bad side effects yeah i don't i i used to think that but i and i hope he's right but man is the propaganda strong because they are covering it up right now i mean they are look yeah the cardiac deaths in this country have got to be off the charts right now i hear nothing about it here's the problem though I'm this ready. thing can spread from person to person. So it doesn't matter if you get the vaccine or, I mean, it does matter. It, you're likely better off. You're obviously better off not getting it, but they know they've, the weapon has been deployed. They could, you know, stop vaccinations today. And what a hundred million doses have gone out in the U S already. Like this thing's, uh, you know, <laughs> we're in trouble. Yeah. 
Okay, so what if it's just infertility? Oh, just infertility? Just the, you know, the end of the human race? Eh, well, and I, I don't think it will be that, right? But, um, man, they, they always go after uh, reproduction, you know, and anyway, it's... What, it's I, it's it's frustrating because you can see it happening in real time, and people are speaking out, and there are people who would rather. Um, I had an email exchange with a, a a former pastor of mine. He he's still pastor. I don't go to his church anymore, and who was you know promoting wait, the vaccine. Hey, cl- Pro- hey cl- clarify this. You don't not go because of this email, please. No, I don't go to his church anymore uh, for other reasons. Right. Okay. I go That's to not... I go to a good church, no masks, and been open the whole time. So he's, you know, he's all into. He's been pushing it the whole time, pushing the mask, barely ever having services, and uh, now pushing the vaccines, and sending people Francis Collins clips to make him feel better. Because look, Francis Collins happens to be a strong christian and he's and he's the head of did you know he's the head of the nih and he's saying these vaccines are great so you know make your own decision but i'm only going to send you information about how great they are um and his description to me was that him and his wife were vaccinated and they felt elated yeah totally normal uh it's Anyway, I don't even know where I was going. With. I that, was, that, that was that was an email exchange, right? Th- this was yes. Yeah, so you can imagine that um, I was sending some different uh, alternative information, which he, you know. But Francis Collins says so. Anyway, I I'm frustrated. It's you know the the church. Um, should be leading on this, you know, if for no other reason, uh, the abortion, the fact, you know, can we not use aborted babies and products? Um, but no, it's by and large, and there are exceptions, the church is just going right along with it. I don't know if they're getting some of that $3 billion, uh, if that's the, the faith leaders promoting the vaccine in action. Um, but yeah, if I don't know if I mean, it doesn't even have to be that that sinister or that dark, right? I'm about to really go off the rails here, but the American Christian Church was on life support in a lot of ways anyway. And I love my American Christian Church. I am an American Christian. I grew up in the American Christian Church. I am a member of an American Christian Church. But like, I was just thinking about this the other day, and I had a great conversation with a close friend of mine about a certain church around here. There are two churches in the Seattle area that blew up, like completely imploded. I guess blew not blew up, but imploded on themselves for different uh, faults. One of them, I guess I won't say the name, but if anybody knows anything about the Seattle area churches, the the second one I'm going to mention, everybody definitely Mars knows. Mars Hill? 
Um, oh yeah, Mars Hill made national news. The other one was Eastlake. Eastlake was the guy who welcomed in, you know, everybody, and we're going to have trans, you know, church workers and and all this stuff. And and I don't necessarily even want to get into all that. But what happened in both cases was they took Christianity, they took Jesus, they took all of the Bible, and they condensed it down to a couple key things, but like this is the most important thing, which is kind of like halfway in the Bible, but kind of halfway man-made, and then they just ran with it. And on one side of the fence, you had Eastlake, who was just like, okay, Jesus loves everyone. Everybody's accepted. I, I'm totally down with this. I love this. And then, you know, we're going to do gay marriage and trans weddings and trans, you know, people working for the staff. And so that, of course, starts to run its course. And that's like, a, it's like, a, it's like taking the opposite approach of like, of being all about rules, which I love. I can anarchist. Let's do this. Except there was one pastor at the top who had a time magazine article written about him who got a huge head about the whole thing and was barely involved in the church anymore. And eventually now I just read a, he wrote the Lord's prayer 2.0 on a blog like two weeks ago. (laughs) He is now, he is now doing sexual healing flight of conscious stream of consciousness i can take you on a guided psychedelic tour into the the uh the realness of life and all of the spirits and blah 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 so that's one part but here's the crazy part andrew okay well you think oh you love me that is one of the craziest things i've ever heard because the implication of writing something called the lord's prayer 2.0 is that you are the lord 2.0 there you go. I mean, it's 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 uh, it's 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 on another level. But here's the crazy part, okay? That guy who wrote that, I'm gonna say it's 2021. So I'm gonna say let's just go back. Let's be generous. Eight years ago, nine years ago, that guy is part of a church that is bringing more people to Jesus at a faster rate than I've ever seen. It was seeker friendly, and people were coming. And what happened? He got lost. He wants to invite everyone. He got a big head because of Time Magazine, blah, 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 blah. Then all the way across the, you know, that was on one side of Lake Washington up in the north end. All the way across Lake Washington down in the heart of Seattle, we have Mars Hill. And we got Mark Driscoll, jeans wearing, Bible thumping, dress shirt untucked, gel in the hair. We're all cool. We're all dudes. We follow rules, 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 rules because Jesus was about rules. And of course, that built them up as him as some sort of like you know you know I don't want to say God level, but you know apostle level or something like this. And then all the people below him were all so important. And it's a it's it's a pyramid. It's a pyramid. The the devil loves a pyramid because yeah. at the top there's one person. They're fallible. The end. And that whole thing blows up. I remember. On, I think I talked about it on this show. I saw. Yeah. Like a disgraced Mark Driscoll walking around in Edmonds one morning. I was grabbing my coffee. I walked right by this dude. I had my dog. Oh, I, I don't think he talked about that. I yeah, he nodded. He nodded at me. I nodded at him. I, yeah, he nodded at me. I nodded at him. It was a. It was a. It was the closest I've ever seen to uh, a person. Like he's obviously not like a celebrity celebrity, but like I imagine like if Jonah Hill was going to go and get a coffee. 
he would try to act the way that that, that Mark Driscoll was acting, like head down, just trying to <laughs> just just trying to like nobody will notice me type of deal. Anyway, uh, I was just thinking about that this week. I had a great conversation with some people. One one good close friend of mine, and you know this is where the American church is. We're wavering between too many rules. There's no rules at all, and we've lost the Bible. And as soon as big government comes out and says, you know, they've convinced the American church that the government of America is good, right? It's good, man. Jesus, Republican, Donald Trump, it's good. So then the government comes out and says, get your vaccine. The church is like, okay. It's like, you can't open your doors. Okay, whatever you say. We're tax exempt. We can't. It'd be hard for us to say something. Well, they're getting some of the churches are getting some of that government money too like i said i don't even think it has to be that sinister man i think they were right no no they are tim they are getting the government money for the payroll stuff that's oh if you have more than 50, yeah if you have more than 50 employees you get ppp i guess well not not more than 50 less than 50 i'm but, sorry yeah yeah so i mean yeah yeah so i mean the american christian church just didn't they weren't prepared for this they weren't prepared yeah. for 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 the 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 our version of the the census that David sent out or whatever that that happened you know for Mary and Joseph like it just they weren't we weren't they weren't prepared they just didn't they just didn't know that this was a thing that was going to happen I don't think anybody not I mean Alex Jones was you were I was there's some people that were prepared for this but well, I don't know if I was prepared for it no I guess <laughs> we're not I, I guess I I believed it you know had the possibility of happening. How about uh, this? But you're, even when it started happening, I didn't think it was happening this quick. Yeah, agreed. How about the 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 the, the actual word I should have used was I know that your worldview, my worldview, mm-hmm. was not uh, drastically right. impacted by this. Yeah. It 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 hurt. It still hurts. But see, I I go back. I already went through the stages of grief. I remember in, in April, I remember talking to a family member. They called me up and said, hey, Tim, how are you? This whole time has been kind of crazy. How's it going with you? And then they listened to me for five or ten minutes. And, you know, I, I was talking kind of like this, maybe a little more animated. And they said, okay, so things good with the family? You're spending more time with the family? Everything's really, overall, it's just really good. And what that said to me was like, oh, hey, they think it's weird that I'm mad. And I went away from that conversation thinking, I guess maybe I shouldn't be mad. Because this stuff, you know, I got more time with my family and that's nice. But the more I've thought back to that conversation in that whole period of time, I was the only one thinking rationally at that point. Because yeah. I should have been mad. I can't have to turn my TV on and let and let Inslee tell me whether or not I can go to work to feed my family. No, this can't happen in America. I yeah. am mad. I was mad. And maybe that was the whole idea. You know, Corbett put out the, the pres- precedent Trump. The whole maybe the whole idea was just to flush out the, the people who aren't going to go along with the communist world order plan, and that's what Trump did. Um, but it, it I, I I'm not one of them. I'm definitely not somebody that's just going to be like this is going to be great. I can't. I hope they have a good a place for me in the party. Uh, this is not me. I'm not. I'm I'm mad. I was mad about it then. I'm mad about it now. You can't have government telling people when they can and can't go to work. I didn't send you the playfield report this morning be- or today because it was a it was a bad <laughs> save one it for the show. Oh, it was a bad I one. Saved it for the show yeah, saved it for the show because it was a bad one. Six o'clock tonight, drove by the playfields down the, down the street from my house. 
uh, little girl soccer. I would guess eight to 12 year olds, somewhere in that range. I couldn't really tell from their height as I drove by all running around playing soccer, all wearing uniforms, lights on gates, unlocked, completely organized, fully masked up soccer. Yeah. Soccer. And so this story, which I threw in the folder, uh, is an Oregon story. And it's an editorial from John Canzano. He's uh, kind of a famous, infamous uh, sports writer. He's known for, I think, being deliberately controversial. But anyway, I'm on his side on this one. Um, State leadership fails to see the finish line with the high school running mask rule. Years ago, I read a story about a high school runner competing in the state championship meet in Ohio. She was on her way to the finish line of the 3,200-meter race when she saw something ahead of her on the track. It was a rival runner cramping and struggling to stand. The approaching runner refused to run past her competitor. Instead, she stopped, slung the kid's arm over her shoulder, and they crossed the finish line together. I thought about that scene on Friday morning, because what high school runners in our state need right now is for the state to help them get to the finish line safely. I'm not alone in fearing that runners are going to be seriously injured by a ridiculous mandate set forth by Governor Kate Brown and the Oregon Health Authority. Distance runners are being required to wear masks while competing. Most of them are, and and then he goes on and says, it's okay if they wear warming up. Uh, But once you're on the track, outdoors, competing in open air, the science just doesn't support the necessity. In fact, the mandate is now raising questions about athlete safety and oxygen depletion. So this poor girl, Maggie Williams, she's running the 800 meters. Uh, She's trying to break the school record. 800 meters is no joke. 800 meters is two laps, dead sprint. Dead sprint. You're running 800 meters, you're sprinting two laps. That is legit i was always she, distance runners mine mine was four laps and above yeah. and you can't sprint that but two no. you can do it yeah so she ran the opening lap in 61 seconds her second lap ended three meters shy of the finish line williams collapsed face first there's video she couldn't see she couldn't hear as her coach dave turnbull said complete oxygen debt Williams face planted, but her momentum carried her across the finish line. She broke the record by more than two seconds. Good for her. But Summit High is busy busy monitoring her today for lingering health issues, including a concussion. Okay, so, and I, you know, my comment on the story is like, come on, coaches. Like, tell the kids they can take the masks off. Make the governor come down there herself and do something about it and you know what guess what the next day that mandate was lifted like you could you gotta fight back this doesn't end until we we stop complying with it but the mandate for track ended but there's still a mandate for contact sports so like soccer same thing you know masks on for soccer players it is it is absolutely obscene, and I think it is trying to – they're seeing how far they can push us. Yeah, and that's, that's what, 100% it. They, yeah. they are playing us, and that's what I talked about with James on, on uh, the time I was interviewed on the Corbett Report about Twitter. They are gaming us right now. They are putting yep. people – they are putting people – they are flushing stuff through the social media. <laughs> they are flushing stuff through to see how mad people are going to get. Who's going to get mad? How mad are they going to get? 
That was the first thing I said. That was what I said to a, a year ago when this all started. I said this feels like a trial run. Yeah. They just want to. They just want to give it a whirl and see how far they can you know, get. Who's- I I thought that too, and now I'm thinking that they decided. Ah, we're just gonna do it now. Yeah. I mean, there was def, but there's definitely been. You know, there has been so much information collected. There has been so much information collected on who is going to dissent, how they're going to dissent, how information spreads. That's when they started clamping down on Twitter because last year during the summertime, Twitter would actually trend Save Our Children and you would click on it and there was just like stories of missing children everywhere and children being found and all this stuff. Now you do hashtag Save Our Children on Twitter and it acts like that doesn't exist. Yeah. And same thing. I mean, they would do... um for a time, you could see all sorts of, hey, the election was rigged stuff yeah. on Twitter, right? Yep. And right now, you can see all the anti-vax truth stuff. All these accounts are still up. This is temporary. But it makes you wonder, why why are they allowing this to spread? It's almost like they want some people to know. or I, I, don't, I don't know. There does feel like... It- almost on everything right now there does feel like there's an undercurrent of let's just see if we can make everybody mad yeah <laughs> i'm serious because I, yeah. I feel like every uh title every lo- headline i read every article it's like you know not the ones that are like you should be wearing a mask or you shouldn't be wearing a mask or this or that the ones that are like Hey, they're checking the watermarks in Arizona and Maricopa County right now, but we're all worried about the George Floyd case and Ghislaine Maxwell's, you know, trial is not actually happening, but it is happening and nobody's reporting on it. Like those, <laughs> all those articles coming out, I'm just like, uh, it's just like I'm. This is supposed to make me mad, right? I'm supposed to be mad. I'm supposed to, to like want to take up arms or something. Yeah. Um, speaking of taking up arms. <laughs> oh jeez! <laughs> uh, I got one other clip. I'll skip the other Dr. Larry clip, but but back on the same uh, video that we we heard the long clip from Dr. Larry. There's a, a shorter clip from uh, Dr. Lee Merritt that starts at 109:55. If you wanna to bring that up, and uh, it she she pulls it back and makes it. I don't think they'll be able to arrest her on it, but uh, I think you can tell where she was wanting to go with it. But anyway, you say 10955? 109, uh, 10955. Yep. Hmm. And she, she's another one of the doctors on the same panel, but this is going to have to be, Oh, there we go. I agree with all the uh, the necessary higher power, but I'm going to say this is kind of under the category of praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. You know, I think there's a small number of people in the world that are running this show. I, I want to call it a kind of show, but anyway. And just like and, and we've seen this before, a small number of people at the top are pulling the strings and organizing and thinking about this. And I just want to quote something. This is from the 
the, the policy for the new American century written by U.S. defense insiders like Chertoff and Cheney and Wolfowitz and the usual suspects. And this is what they said. This is in 2000. Advanced forms of biologic warfare that can target specific genotypes may transfer biological warfare from the realm of terror to a, quote, politically useful tool. That's their exact words. And I want I think people need to understand who would think bioweapons are a politically useful tool. And the answer are psychopaths. And you, you're not going to stop psychopaths with argument or good feelings. And at some point, we have to take down the industrial organization that is bringing it to us or, or something. And, you know, in World War II, the Schwering, if we had known about the Schwering ball bearing plant in Germany, that was a linchpin that if we'd taken it down, every German tank and car and plane would have ceased to move. But we didn't know that was the linchpin. It's interesting in this situation how badly they don't want us to know about treatment. They don't want us to know about hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. And I think there's a reason here because that is the linchpin. If we want to take away the fear of the PSYOP, you know, that Dr. Larry's talking about, if we want to take that fear away, I think we have to have a systematic way. We have to make sure we can somehow protect people's ability to get those medications and and somehow get them out of the psyop. If we, you know, we have, that is a key figure point here. Yes, it's take off the masks. That's that's a control thing. And I just think, um, because we can't individually, I could take, I can, I can protect myself and my family and my household to a degree. But if they kill off, you know, 150 million Americans, there's nothing stopping China or anybody that wants to come over and take out the rest of us. We really have, this is a national security issue that somebody, I mean, we need to consider. And so we have to get other people. We have to wake up the sheeple when we have to make them realize they're coming for your children. And one of the things we need to do, I think, is people need to, and especially doctors, but but people need to be self-examined and realize if they realize that they're coming after our children, are you working for a pharmaceutical company? Are you working in an industry that's helping to bring this to us? We need to, are you working for uh, the bioweapons lab at St. Jude's Hospital? You know, are you involved in this stuff? Because if you are, you're not going to survive this. Just, it's not going to, they're not going to, they never spare the people, the capos, okay? Just keep that in mind. People need to keep that in mind. And I, I think that we have to, um, we're going to, ha- this is going to be, I hope this is, doesn't come to this, but I think it's going to be a fight. And stopping the immunization step one, making people not vulnerable to the next round of, let's say, MERS, the Middle Eastern Respiratory, you know, which is, more fatal than than this one. This one was just a psyop, but the next one might not be. And keep in mind, they have small. Do we know? You know, the other thing that somebody needs to do is to look if we can treat things like smallpox with these new treatments. You know, smallpox is 60% fatal, and we know it's in the labs. So I I I just that's just my practical points. Thank you, Dr. Lee. Tiffany, I'm actually okay, going to ask you closing. So, yeah, you know, whatever old Billy Gates has planned for Pandemic 2. Um, yeah, I was thinking I, about that today, how, how dark it is that he just sat up there. Well, I'm calling this Pandemic 1. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> You'll listen on Pandemic 2. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, know. you know, I we need an... Agora medical system. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, this is, if it's, if it's part of what you can get through your insurance company, it's not going to help you. Absolutely so. not. And I have further proof of that. This is kind of off the rails, but I, I gotta, I gotta throw this in here just to, just so we can actually talk about just this, this is the current state. This came from my Apple news app. So the kind of a, <laughs> a better look at the mainstream media, what's going on out there. Have a nice trip. I tried for years to address my PTS. This is from popular science. I tried for years to address my PTSD through therapy and conventional drugs. Then I decided to get high on ketamine. And it's a big article in popular science about how he thinks ketamine. Excuse me. What is ketamine? Ah, well, someone like yourself probably wouldn't know what ketamine is. Ketamine is special K, which is also known as a cat tranquilizer. Okay. It's a street drug. It has street drug value. It is snorted. Um, For those of you who are not familiar with this podcast, I have done a lot of different drugs in my younger years, and I did take ketamine at one point. There is no, I repeat, no good reason anybody with PTSD should be taking ketamine. And my point of bringing this up at this point is, is our system of medical information and medical treatment continues to go with the most outlandish drug-backed solutions that it possibly can in ways that are detrimental to our health and crazy expensive. And it's perfectly exemplified in a story where we're going to treat PTSD with ketamine. We're not going to treat it with like, you know, counseling or some of those other issues. This time we're not even going to go to SSRIs. We're going straight into Taking a cat well, tranquilizer. They're talking about uh, treating COVID with SSRIs. Did you see that? I did. Yeah, because of the co- <laughs> because of the psychosis that comes with COVID. Because some of these people are so scared that they think that co- that COVID, they're like anxious about it. I I think I think it's crazy, right? I think that Chris touched on this. I think that I have talked about, or I have read about this, and that you and I have talked off air about it. But I think a lot of these anti-parasitic drugs that are, you know, made for heartworms for dogs and all this other stuff can actually cure a lot of the diseases and crap that we're dealing with. And yeah. no, nobody wants to know wants you to know that. But then you start looking up the names of those drugs and you start looking up science papers and you start looking up, you know, vitamin C therapy, vitamin D therapy in in combination with anti, you know, parasitic drugs. And there's a lot of smoke there that, mm-hmm. that, that leads to, hey, there could be some real cures for this stuff. But they don't want you to know that. They want you to go to the hospital they want to put you on drugs. They want to put you on chemotherapy because they make money that way. I mean, it's dark, but that's it. Yeah. That's what's going down. That no, is and, what's and going I've always down. kind of been like, oh, come on. Really? The cancer thing, you know, the cancer conspiracy stuff. I, I believe it all now. I do, too. Especially yeah. this last year has showed it to me. Absolutely. Yeah. Mainline vitamin D. Vitamin, mainline some vitamin C, well, and, just and, just in, in, in like in, insane levels, and then hope the FBI doesn't raid you because, of course, that's illegal. We can't have that. Um, and and try every other thing you can. I mean, it's just Art, it, Art, artemisinin and iron. That's there it is. Yeah, 
But uh, and uh, I've been taking artemisinin in the last couple weeks, few weeks, and no like negative side effects whatsoever. So good, good. Any of the Lyme disease side effects? Um, so I didn't notice as big of an impact. I was taking some other stuff called biocidin. It treats, um, it's all herbal stuff, but it treats, uh, biofilms, which is where Lyme disease and other tick-borne stuff can hang out in your body and basically doesn't get killed by antibiotics. So it just, you know, that's what causes the long-term issues. Got it. Um, and yeah, for, you know, especially the first few days, um, definitely noticed a big difference. So it's, it's not all better, but there is, <laughs> you know, it, it is better than it was. So uh, all the neurological yeah. stuff and, and, you know, hopefully, um, one of these weeks we'll have to, I'll have to do a book review. Yeah. Deep dive and, into uh, antiparasitic drugs. I'm, uh, I'm stockpiling heart dewormer over here. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. So there's, there is stuff you can get, um, no prescription. So everyone should be researching that and getting a hold of that. And then, um, you know, I mean, we got to find some decent doctors, I guess. Find some doctors that'll let you get some ivermectin. But, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of doctors in a lot of ways. Um, but before, well, well, it's someone that can write a prescription, I guess. I don't know. And I was going to mention too my uh, my brother uh, down in Oklahoma. He had the the COVIDs, the Corona, and not a not a super healthy guy. Um, definitely a little overweight, big dude. Um, but he, you know, the one of the things they talked about in that first rant, the first doctor, Doctor Larry, talked about was. Uh, in what would he say in inhaled steroids or steroid yeah. inhalation yep. yeah that's what my that's what my brother did like he had steroid inhalation and it like you know it would take his oxygen up to a higher level and he felt like crap but he never you know his oxygen never levels never got that low because and, he just used the steroids and that steroid treatment the only one they would ever talk about and the one they gave trump was an injected steroid treatment which does have some side effects Right, but that one, the inhaled, um, I think it's cortisol or yep. anyway, steroids. I think it's either very similar or the exact same stuff they give to babies with croup. Yeah, you know? I mean, you can't and and no side effects on that one. Yeah, it's literally just it opens up your lungs a bit. And we, instead, we're talking about thirty thousand ventilators in New York. Okay. Man, that co- coronavirus sure to hit that India pretty quick. Woo-wee! What happened over there? I, you know, have you dug into it? I haven't even, I haven't even tried. I just, I, just, I feel like it's so bogus. Uh, it's the vaccine, bro. Yeah. It's, I yeah, think, I think, I think, it's the I, think I, I think the whole thing's made up, or it's in it, or it's the vaccine. I did see uh, somebody posted a. Uh, side-by-side of a gas pipe that had break broken in India. And there was a lady laying on the ground, face down, and then a, and then a family member crying over them, 
something about the gas line that had ruptured and then uh, same same exact picture covid continues to just decimate india oh so they're just breaking There's out the file footage yeah yeah breaking out the old file footage breaking out the camera breaking out the photos uh, but it feels to me like, hey, they started getting the vaccine. Now, now what's going on? Now it's, yeah. I feel like it's possible the whole thing's bogus, but I, we are starting to hear unconfirmed reports or, con, you know, uh, boots on the ground reports from you know listeners to podcasters. Yeah, saying, it's, so there's a there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on here. Isn't it crazy how they've trained us that if a uh, government official says it or a mainstream news organization claims it or it says it comes from you know unnamed government sources we're supposed to believe that and yet if it's a real person saying here's my experience that is a rumor covid disinformation it's covid that's a rumor you know it's not you know it's not a rumor we got some donations this week thank you everybody for donating to the show i wanted to to encourage everyone that we are going to continue to do shows on Wednesday. I will get them out midway through the day on Thursday. That's the plan. And if, so, if we get enough donations, Tim will edit out every single um and pause. <laughs> it's going to be a high number, ladies and gentlemen. So, so get out those checkbooks uh, because it's going to take me too long. But uh, wanted to go through this week. We had... A gentleman from your neck of the woods. I mean, we are keeping our donations almost exclusively to the West Coast, Oregon, yeah, California, guess. and uh, Washington. But here came another one from Beaverton, Oregon, from The Truth is Stranger Than Fiction. So I like Truth it. Is, Truth is Stranger Than Fiction uh, sent us 50 bucks from Beaverton, Oregon, which we appreciated. We had Nicholas from where was he from from oh from quebec so uh this is definitely an east coaster east east coaster in another country this is our first international donation international donation we we charged a little extra for shipping on this one but we didn't charge enough apparently a little (laughs) bit a little bit a little bit expensive to get it out there but uh nicholas we appreciate your donation thank you again and then uh just uh came in under the wire uh zach from oh here we go we got one from wisconsin so zach from the west from wisconsin sent us 15 dollars. we appreciate that we wanted to point out to everybody that this is a listener supported podcast so if you could please support us by sending emails with information i got a couple of uh emails this week about uh, crypto stuff because i asked for that i started get so i got one guy telling me hey go with bitcoin i got another guy telling me hey there's a a different coin that's not as track like trackable coin, Bitcoin, and I got all this information, which is cool, man. I'm learning, and I want to, you know, I'm gonna put this into my my uh, brain and, and digest it and come out with other ideas, and then I'm gonna add it, and it's gonna come out in the podcast. So that's how you guys can help us by producing the show. Send us information like that, please. All the crypto nerds out there, I know you're there. Keep sending me info. I'm gonna I'm gonna send some questions back to these gentlemen who sent me stuff, uh, just out of uh, just on, on a quick side note to let you know, Andrew, we did have one listener who insisted that I start getting into XMR. And XMR was the Freedom Coin. He calls it the, it's, I guess it's the Monero, but not as tracked. So that was his, okay. his thoughts on things. Uh, he said Bitcoin was too tracked. Uh, I got another guy today who was a little bit uh, into his stuff, but he said, hey, Bitcoin's the only way to go. But, and he's been in it since 2011. So, of course, he would think that. So, he's 
he's probably doing okay for himself. I did want to point out to people. I did want to point out to people that they, we do have an ability to donate via the PO box. I checked it this morning. There was nothing in there, but it's only been about a week that we've had it available. That's PO box 802 in Linwood, Washington 98046. You can send it over to Tim Kilkenny or according to Andrew Hoffman, the post office doesn't care what you put in the first line. It's literally yep. just the second two lines. You could put anything, as is evidenced by the truth is stranger than fiction. Yeah, or maybe that's his or her legal name. <laughs> I should hope so. So uh, anyway, <laughs> it, check. It the, is our neck of the woods. You never know. Yeah, very good point. Check the PO box. Nothing there, but please send the stuff over. PO box eight hundred two, Linwood, Washington nine eight. 046 and then you can send stuff there's a bitcoin wallet posted there's an xrp wallet there's a bat wallet posted if you want a different crypto wallet posted you want to send send over stuff that way let me know and i will put it up i appreciate everybody for helping us with this podcast it is listener supported and i am trying to be more regular with things and kind of fitting it into exactly into my life so that I can get you guys a podcast at a certain day, at a certain, roughly a certain time, uh, more consistently. That's going to require my co-host to be constantly available, which these days he tends to be as he is <laughs> at home working on his computer. This is just a continuation of his day. Any thoughts on all that stuff, Andrew? No, that was good. I, I appreciate the... Support it is a huge encouragement, and obviously the the money is nice, but just the knowing that someone's out there listening and and appreciating what we're doing, as I guess frail and uh, imperfect as it is, it's we we appreciate the support. So. Absolutely, and uh, I, I I do appreciate the support. Thank you, guys. It it helps us to think. Okay, somebody thinks enough of this to send us some money, which is which is awesome. Or somebody thinks enough of us to uh, send us some information, which is also awesome. Or somebody thinks enough of Andrew to send some money so he can get a you know get a book out. And uh, we were you you spoke to me I guess last week or maybe the week before saying, hey, the best part about this uh, book sales is. Uh, <laughs> No Jeff Bezos. No Jeff Bezos. Amazon I don't have to doesn't... feel dirty because I used Amazon and they took 30% or whatever. So Amazon doesn't get a cut. You donate to this podcast, you get a book. Andrew Hoffman, The New World Order and the Eugenics Wars, uh, Christian Perspective by Andrew John Hoffman. Uh, book is on Amazon. for The reviews are there, so you can go, always go on there and review it. And uh, hopefully we can drive up the price there to get it up to like $3,000. It'll be like you're... <laughs> <laughs> it'll be this, like your your version of uh the what's what's the new thing that they yeah so this is basically it's basically like instead of buying cryptocurrency you're just you donate to the show you get a book and then you, if you want to sell it on amazon and list it for three thousand dollars go right ahead let's make the book an nft <laughs> non-fungible I, I, token we'll sell it <laughs> We'll sell it for half a million dollars. Uh, you get you get five dollars more for shipping. So we'll split it 50 This, this economy is totally real, and everyone should put all their faith and trust in the stock market, and um, you know, and in money. As Jesus said, always focus on money. Uh, <laughs> that's what'll get you through. 
<laughs> Can't imagine a better closing to the donation segment than, as Jesus said, always focus on money. Yeah. Uh, we're back to our Instapaper folder now. It's going to wrap up the show. Let's see if we have any final thoughts uh, before we get to Andrew Hoffman's words of wisdom and any tips with Tim. Let's see what stories we abs. Oh, I got to cover these two. Okay. I am so sick of the narrative in this country that white cops kill black people. We covered it. How long did we cover that for? That was like our deal. That was like the whole show from like 2012 to 2015. We're like, Black, like not even just white cops kill black people, but just like cops kill people. Like that was it. That was well, our deal. We uh, talked about this all the we, time. We did. We did talk about cops killing people and getting away with it. Like the yes. the grand jury. Like if uh, the usual um, citizen gets asked to uh, be charged by a grand jury, it's like ninety seven percent. The grand jury says, "Yep, proceed to trial." Uh, and for a cop, it was like an inverted percentage. It was something crazy. But. Like 3%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, as, as the world goes crazy because the little girl who was trying to stab the other little girl uh, got shot by a cop, you know, she was just like having a peaceful knife fight and was <laughs> going to go stab someone else and then got shot. And the world's oh. freaking out. Another white cop shot a black person. And this is. Meanwhile, these two stories came out. A seven-year-old girl fatally shot while sitting in a drive-thru at the uh, Chicago McDonald's. Mm. So this, of course, was in Chicago. This was a seven-year-old black girl who was shot maybe by a black man or a woman or maybe a white man or woman. Either way, we'll never know. Uh, girls just sitting in the back of a car at McDonald's drive-thru trying to get a Happy Meal and is fatally shot. Wow. Black girl, seven years old, black girl. Where's their outcry? Where's the Black Lives Matter? She's too busy buying her mansion in California. I mean, uh, you know, in her 1% white neighborhood, you know, 1% African-American neighborhood. There's no Black Lives Matter on this because this black life, this seven-year-old girl's black life didn't matter. That's because that's the message I get. It's yeah. only the ones that they pump up and they make murals of them and they put them on the, you know, the big mural. And he's high on fentanyl and all the weird well, stuff that ended up happening with all that. Those are the only lives that matter. Then we move on to uh, Miami. And this well, just and this they can, can last I week throw yeah. one thing in there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, two things. One. If I was getting lectured about Black Lives Matter um, over a black man being killed and I was being lectured by a black man, I think I would react better than being lectured by, um, I don't know, white millennial girls (laughs) or the occasional, you know, angry black woman. But it's it's amazing, you know, the. And we, we've talked about on the show, it's sort of related, sort of not, but the emasculation of black men in our, in our society in um, you know, the perpetual boyhood and, and glamorizing uh, drugs and gangs and, and being with lots of women and, and never promoting the idea of, um, you know, the Bill Cosby sitcom. Well... 
yeah. Well, exactly. You know, Bill Cosby had to go. Um, I'm not saying he wasn't guilty. I'm just saying that we went from that example to anyone pushing like, hey, work is good. Raising a family is good. Um, black men are fully capable of filling this role in society. We went from that to, you know, the only way you can be successful is by being an athlete or a rapper, whatever. And and then when bad stuff happens from that lifestyle that the media is promoting, the media jumps all over it and exploits it, usually for the benefit of someone other than than black men. Institutional racism. The other thing I was going to say is uh, I feel like I have much more in common with let's say African middle aged African American man with uh, kids who like sports, okay, much more in common and stuff to talk about with that individual than uh, let's say Joe Biden or <laughs> Fauci or Gates or what you know Absolutely. someone who supposedly the same race as if that matters at all. You know, that stuff doesn't matter. It's it's the controlling few, like Lee Merritt was talking about, and we believe that on top of that controlling few people, there's a, a spiritual force that's con- that's actually pulling the strings. And, you know, we're down here. We should not be fighting with each other. You know, even though the people that got vaccinated should be thrown in the FEMA camp and kept away from the rest of us. I'm not actually promoting that. So. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Uh, in, a, in a not so laughing matter, the same thing happened in uh, Florida. A three-year-old boy was killed at a birthday party in Miami-Dade. He was shot at a birthday party in Miami-Dade on Saturday night. So I threw this into the folder. I thought to myself, self, this will go right with the set perfectly with the seven year old who was shot in Chicago. Neither one will be covered. I'll inform the listeners all about it and they'll never have heard of it. Except there's a different angle on this Miami boy. And first off, horrendous, absolutely horrendous. Three year old boy should not be worried about getting shot. I can't even imagine. He couldn't even say mama and daddy yet. He was just, you know, it's just, it's just an absolutely horrible situation. And it did get a little bit of publicity. And the main publicity angle that I could find where I did find it after seeing this story when it originally happened was this happened in Florida, Florida bad Republicans. That's the that's the usual yeah. line I yep. saw. So this happened in crazy Florida. You know, don't forget <laughs> Flor- Florida's yeah. where Ron DeSantis is. He doesn't let people he doesn't care about masks. He, he may or may not have been the shooter. Yeah. 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 Yep. So anyway, um, just wanted to throw both of those in and show what, everybody. What are your something. what are your tips? Tips from tips, Tim. Tip, tips with Tim. I don't know. What's the words of wisdom? I gotta I gotta hear the words of wisdom laid out for me and then and then we'll figure out tips with Tim today. Okay. Uh if you get the COVID injection, you are the bioweapon. <laughs> yeah. 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 So do with that what you will. <laughs> tips with Tim. What have I learned? What have I learned? Tips Tips with Tim. Um, 
how you are feeling and what you are thinking today may change tomorrow. <laughs> and that's okay. That's part Are of you reading that human... from a fortune cookie, Tim? No, but that's okay. <laughs> that's part of being a human being. I just feel like people get so caught up in the dogma. You know, they say, well, I'm, I'm pro-mask or I'm, you know, I'm pro this. And then they wake up the next day and someone's like, well, you're pro this, right? And you're like, yeah. And you go to sleep and they wake up the next day and you're like, you're pro this. Yeah, I am. And then they, I, think, I think it starts to fade a bit, but then they're scared to change their mind. Did, did you see the uh, the tweet with the, no. the gal who said she, I went jogging today without a mask for the first time and it felt so strange. I feel like we need a hand signal to each other to know, like, it's okay, I got the vaccine. V for vaccine? V Just in vaccine. case you wanted to end on a happy note. There's still people out there like that. <laughs> it's a good, good show title, V for vaccine. Uh, I did see the insane white woman who was talking about the vaccine and being able to give a signal that sh- this was, I guess what they were doing in the East Northeast coast, Northeast. Mm. And then they, she had moved to the Midwest recently and they weren't doing this and she wanted to bring it there because oh, it was important. I did her. not see this. I'm, you t- I'm curious. Yeah, you, you take your, you take your, uh, so Andrew, you cross your, your right hand over towards your heart. Like you're about to say the pledge of allegiance. Okay. Okay. And then you t- you hold up as many fingers of as many doses of the vaccine as you've had, and then you t- and you touch your uh, t- tap your heart. You got two, two. And that way, everybody would know that you've had your two, or you just do the one. I just had the one, or the nut, or none. You just do the zero. <laughs> and uh, she wanted to bring that from the northeast down over to Milwaukee. So we are. I mean, I think that is literally the definition of virtue signaling, right? Because you <laughs> yes, are virtue. You like, are signaling, and you are, are signaling l- your own virtue. <laughs> signaling your virtue. And uh, I, I also wanted to, another tip for Tim, for all the Christians who listen to this show, I, I wish I was as excited and, and, and uh, faithful and just uncompromisingly for Jesus, as some of these people are for "quote unquote" science and Dr. Fauci. Yeah, because yeah. they 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 really are they're into it. Like they're yeah, they're, I mean they're they've got like little Fauci idols and yeah. and yeah. murals and yeah, it's not a cult. It is not a cult. It's not a cult. It has all the signs of a cult. Oh man, not, we, you know we did not get to this. The t- we gotta we have to play the other Alex Jones clip. Go ahead. Yeah, I will. Oh, it's not Alex Jones. That's why. The camera on that. She calls for new world order, an attack on U.S. global leadership. New world order. By the way, if I had run that headline, oh no, you would be called a conspiracy, conspiracy theorist. Conspiracy nuts. The financial time. And by the way, he walks through a new world order where the Ch- Chinese Communist Party, of the China. Party of Davos, are in oh, the lead at this huge conference. We're going to get into a lot of detail of this in today and the next couple of days. But they also had some American speakers, right? I know this is going to shock you. Uh, Apple CEO Tim Apple, Tim Cook, right? Uh, Goldman Sachs President John Waldron. Uh, Blackstone's head, Steve Schwartzman, and Tesla's boss, Elon Musk. So they're all there. The globalists are all there feeding at the trough. 
as she calls for a new world order, new world order, okay, with uh, with really the business model of state capitalism and dictatorial control and social credit scores and all this. You know, they're not pressing at this conference. These guys are not sitting there pressing she with, hey, we need an international team to go into the Wuhan lab to find out what's going on, right? Don't see any of that. We got some, we're going to get to rest. Room that's coming All from right. the financial Tim. time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. New world order. Crazy conspiracy theory, except when it's in the Financial Times and being called for by President G. Yeah, and then so. attack on U.S. global uh, leadership. But with a yeah. new world order. With, with all the big uh, American CEOs over there, <laughs> as Banyan says, at the trough. At the trough. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, so the, what, what I was going to say, though, is this article, uh, very short, I should have read it, but anyway. Anthony Fauci, America's High Priest of Scientism, wears out his welcome, editorial from the Washington Times. And it's got a bunch of Chesterton quotes, which I, I like my G.K. Chesterton. Sure. Um, in the early 1900s, G.K. Chesterton spoke of the unavoidable consequences of worshipping science above the sacred, observing that the naturalists of his day were only too willing to turn their science into a philosophy and then impose their new religion on, upon all of culture with a near fanatic zeal. Chesterton said, I never said a word against eminent men of science. What I complain of is a vague popular philosophy which supposes itself to be scientific when it is really nothing but a sort of new religion and an uncommonly nasty one. <laughs> and I think, uh, I believe we're back there again today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that's absolutely provable from everything that I am seeing when I walk outside and uh, lay my eyes upon the Upon what's going on. It, it shows you you will worship something. <laughs> if you choose not to worship God, you will worship uh, yourself, the government, uh, scientists, celebrities, something. But you, you as a human being, will worship something. Yeah. So may, maybe we should direct that worship to the God who created the universe. Absolutely. And uh, not to the people who are trying to beat it via gain-of-function research that attaches to spiky proteins or creates them. Yeah. Like a like a, a bootleg version of a bootleg version of a bootleg version of a, of a, of a virus that's going to try to wipe out the uh, dominant species of the earth that was, you know, given, you know, that, that, that God gave the earth to. Maybe, maybe that. Maybe we shouldn't fall for that and try to help them. <laughs> help them wipe everybody out on a closing note i wanted to, to touch back to the shortages of last week and say hey if you guys need more got any more shortages send them in uh, a couple things there's a lumber store down the street for me they are low 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 mm. on wood and uh actually a listener to the show who uh, is in car sales like myself uh we've been emailing each other he's actually here locally as well he's seeing some car shortages as am i um I don't know how big of a deal this is going to be to the listeners, but I want everyone to plan accordingly in case there is a listener out there who's thinking that they're going to buy a new car sometime soon. Um, or if in case there's a listener out there who has something to do with car dealerships or any way that this may be able to help people. 
I, of course, am not a financial advisor. I have no idea what's going to happen, but we're going to run out of cars. We are going to run out of gasoline cars. There will be no new cars available for sale, I would say, at most within 90 days. Oh, really? Yeah, we're going to run out of cars. So there was a New York Times article that came out three or four days ago. talks about the chip shortage and Porsche. They have to put like two or three chips in their power seats for the Macan. So they're putting... Uh, like universally brand-wise or, or yes. particular? No. Uh, General Motors... I'll, I'll touch base on this real quick. Let me find the New York Times article. But no, I think they're going to run out. We're going to run out of all cars. And I bet you you can see it. I'd love to hear. Well, from can't out. we just haul some of those ones that are sitting out in the middle middle of nowhere because you know people didn't buy them and they just leave them sitting out in you know those giant fields of brand new cars? Can't we bring a few of those back? We're talking about like, we're, not, we're talking about gasoline cars, not Teslas here. No, I'm not talking about Teslas. You know what uh, I'm talking also, about? Also, like it's. I, if, if I find it weird that, that Elon's over agreeing with G, we need to have a new world order. Tesla is worth more. Their stock is worth more than all the other auto manufacturers combined. You want to talk about a backroom deal with the devil. They're going to try to phase out gasoline cars, and this dude is standing to profit the most. Yeah. And he's sitting there with Tim Apple and G. And they're just <laughs> they're, they're cutting, up, cutting up the world, and you, yeah. ain't, you, you ain't getting a slice. <laughs> no. Um, around the world, auto assembly lines are going quiet. Workers are idle and dealership parking lots are starting to look bare as a shortage of semiconductors uh, grips the United or the United States and the world. General Motors plant in Kansas City closed in February for lack of chips, still hasn't reopened. Mercedes-Benz has begun to hoard its chips for expensive models only and is temporarily shutting down factories that produce the lower class models like the C. Porsche dealers warn the United States this month that customers might have to wait an extra 12 weeks to get their cars because they lap chick, the chip available to monitor tire pressure. French automaker Peugeot... <laughs> Imagine uh, that. French automaker Peugeot, wow. part of the newly formed Stellantis automaking empire, has gone so far as to substitute old-fashioned analog speedometers for digital units in some of its models. And the article goes on and on. Um, hey, and you know what? What? A car will still drive with an analog speedometer and no computer chip monitoring air pressure. Give me a Don't break. miss Okay. I, I agree with you 100%. Okay. I do. I wish I had a classic Mustang or a car with a carburetor that I could drive on a daily basis just to really give my middle finger <laughs> to the to the new world order. And I'm, I'm with you. So it's cool. Like, the, I get you. You know, you don't have to have massage seats. You don't have to have this. But this is a planned destruction of the economy, and it's gonna it's gonna hit cars first. And cars are the tip of the spear. Cars have always been the tip of the spear. Next will be housing, and then from there, who knows? Mm. But I'm just telling you right now, don't miss the point. We are gonna run out of new cars, and that is a big driver to the economy in the United States because it it feeds so many other industries when people buy a new car, trade in their old one. But um, yeah, we're down. We're down. The gentleman I talked to who also listens to this show, they're a volume dealership. They're down a couple hundred from what they would usually be at. I'm at about half of what I would usually be at at ours. And I think within the next 60 to 90 days, we are going to run completely out. And I think this is related to the Great Reset. 
and the they, they're going to say, "Hey, we're out of those gas guzzlers, but we do, you don't want those anyway. Let's just focus on on uh, on making the electric cars." Yeah, because everybody has to buy those anyway. Yeah, because G and Tesla and Apple are all going to com- combine, and they're going to make sure that you're going to have your electric car that they can fully. Which- freaking control which takes exponentially more of the materials that they're having a hard time getting right because it's chips they're chips well lithium yep rhodium all this stuff yep 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 i i don't know that's where that's where we are i'm just warning warning people out there now if you had a if you had an idea that hey i'm gonna get a new car it's time get it now because and here and, and you can you can check my work so to speak uh, go online, look at the value of your car right now. Just do like a Kelly Blue Book value of your used car right now, and then give me give me another thirty days and do the same thing. We're seeing something we haven't seen really ever since I've been in the car business, and that's they're going up. Hmm. Used car values are going up. So, so what? Uh, how many years old or how many miles am I? should I be looking for? What do you mean? Well, so I want, like, I don't mind old, but I don't want to buy something that is going to fall apart tomorrow. I mean, we should talk off air about this. I can give you a lot of good tips, but anything that's made in Japan, that's five to 10 years old, you're going to be golden. I mean, especially Toyota, Honda, those cars last forever. There's a few of the General Motors products that do a couple of, uh, you know, couple, and, and there's deals to be had. There's cars that lose a certain amount of value right away, you know. Stay away right. from the, you know, the, yeah. I, I can give you some tips off air. But, like, you know, the average person in this country doesn't drive a new car. The average person in this country drives, like, a, I think it's a, you know, four or five-year-old car. And, and that's taking into account people who get a new one every three years and, you know, people mm-hmm. who drive them till the wheels fall off. So, but those, those the, cars uh, are starting to go up. Or the head gasket cracks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I used to be of your variety, but then I got into the actual car business and was able to get even a more more value out of newer cars. And I I, I jumped ship and, and went that direction. Although I currently drive an 08. So, you know, you can yeah. only, you can only, leave, you can only go so far. So, but anyway, I just want to let everybody know that. That's a little inside info, inside baseball. Uh, I walked into my general manager's office the other day, and I looked directly at him, and, hey, how's it going? And I stared into his soul, and I said, <laughs> we're going to run out of cars, right? And he goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, really? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Huh. So, but I work for a boutique company, though. Let's put this all in perspective. I work for a, a company that makes... 1% of the cars in the United States in England and then ships them over here. So I work for a very boutique company, but I'm, when I'm reading that general motors plants have closed now, I'm worried. Mm-hmm. Well, you really did hear it here first because I don't <laughs> think anyone's talking about that. And that's, and that's the hard part. People are calling in. They say, Hey, I want a deal. And I, and, and literally we're having to say, uh, here's the deal. It's here. Yeah. <laughs> and then, what? Yeah, I need a big discount. No. <laughs> but it's yeah. here and you can buy it. I, I don't know what you're talking about. And 
I sent that article out to about three or four customers this week, and one of them got right back to me and said, "Yeah, I'll be there tomorrow." <laughs> we had a, we had another customer come in this last week, uh, this weekend, bought a brand new car and uh, said that she didn't actually need it for the next three or four months, but she thinks that we're all we're going to run out of cars. Hmm. Well, I guess pe- some people are paying attention. But. Yep. Yep. So anyway, uh, thank you for doing the podcast, Andrew. Thank you for staying with us this week, guys. I'll try and get the show out. Hopefully this show popped up in your podcast app of choice midday Thursday. That's going to be the new plan of attack from here on out. If you want to uh, help us out, go to uh, revelationsradionews.com. Send us an email. Go to the contact tab. Give us some info. Give us some info about the car shortage. Give us some info about crypto coins or anything that you may have experienced boots on the ground with the vaccines or government lockdowns wherever you are in the world. Also, click on that support tab if you'd like. Send us some money. Help us to uh, keep the keep the show going. Keep Andrew's book rolling out in Amazon's hands off of it. Always a pleasure to talk to you, Andrew. Let's, uh, let's wrap it up. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. And we might even do another show next week. We'll see. <laughs> We're going to do a show, man. We're going to do a show. <laughs> a copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say-